0: Pulp MX Network
1: Production. Pulp fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code Pulp at BTOSports.com and click the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com for all other online purchases.
0: It's the BTOSports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing
2: Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast presented by Fox Racing. This is the Millville Motocross Wrap-Up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. BTOsports.com, the nation's, nation's leading retailer. For anything you need for your bike or body, you can use the code PULPMX to save yourself money. Brand new website, mobile phone friendly. And like I said, anything you need, bike or body, they've got it. Of course, Matt Gurky and Andrew Short riding on the BTO Sports KTM team and uh, killing it on the reg, as they say. Also, foxhead.com. Visit localers Fox dealer. 2015 Fox stuff out now. Kenny Rocks and Ryan Dungey wear Fox. Why don't you check out their whole line of uh, casual wear, gear bags, complete head-to-toe set of uh, gear, whatever you need from foxhead.com. Fox Racing presents this podcast, and we welcome them. Of course, as usual... I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line, uh, my two friends, my two dearest friends in the whole wide world. One is the RacerX Online Editor and my boss, Jason Wygant. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, also on the line uh, out there somewhere in America, hawking uh, fly racewear to everybody, is uh, two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross winner, former top privateer, now has a real job, the Jason Thomas.
3: Yeah, was, uh, was your clutch slipping there, Weezer? What was going on there?
1: Uh, I was uh, struggling with these. I realized that the last five texts I think I've sent have uh, not actually sent. So now I'm in panic mode. Just trying to recover. Wow, good now luck. Just... Well, wow.
2: your partner there seemed like he was in panic mode this weekend a bit.
1: What? What are you talking about? <laughs> so, All good.
2: <laughs> he, he was on fire. Uh, Grant, is there anybody, first off, look, I think his
3: eyes were on fire. Is
2: there anybody enjoying the 12 round Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships more than Grant Langston? Depends That's on when you ask
1: point. him, I think. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great point. He's having a great time. He's
2: having a fantastic time. And uh, good for him. Uh, his rental car was uh, got some hijinks to it from the Team 2 2 guys, I believe. So, with good times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was less. For a while, so they had time on their hands. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there's a bit of panic mode here and there, but once again, you can watch the show. He did the job. Shows up. We're all right. He's like the ultimate
2: pinch hitter or clutch hitter. Like, when when things are bleak, you're down a couple of runs, you need someone to come to bat. He does it, comes through.
1: Honestly, you could probably equate that all the way out to his actual uh, racing days. Like, it was kind of similar how he would perform, right?
2: Yeah, good point. Good point.
1: Like, week in, week out, here and there, you know, whatever. Yeah. But when it really came down to crunch time and there was a title on the line or it was a must-win situation, yeah. he would perform.
2: Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Um,
1: There's always some great stories if you want to bench race with him about the Rhino battles.
2: I know, right? And and what's funny about the whole situation, too, like it was a battle within the team, too. Like, yeah. Some people wanted Rhino to win on the team. Some people wanted G.L. to win, and yeah, it sounded like it was pretty epic around the truck those days.
1: But you have the most, you know, you know wouldn't eat a food that's not organic guy, and then Langston would purposely drink Red Bull right in front of him,
2: just to <laughs> piss him off. Oh, it was awesome. awesome. Well, hey, Millville uh, has come and gone, and let's let's talk about that a little bit. First off, uh, Weege, I know you told the story on the pre-race pulpcast, but the Christophe Purcell Oakley bomb thing. He did it again this weekend. He's clinched the Oakley bomb. I think he's won everyone but two. Uh, I think so I think he's won 6 of them. Um talk a little bit about this. Tell that story again. It's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, so I guess he was trying to bring them into the airport, you know, just, you know, with his carry-on. Um so it is a bomb, it's shaped like a bomb. <laughs> it says the word bomb on it. He's French, and he's French. So surprisingly enough, TSA not down with that. So <laughs> They kept confiscating his bombs. Uh, he apparently did get one mailed to him from uh, Chicago O'Hare Airport, so yeah. they were nice enough to actually ship it to him. Yeah. And uh, to add to it, this weekend, I'm in the MX sports truck at the end of the day, and his bomb from Millville is just sitting there on the couch. And I'm like, did you just not even bother taking them anymore? They're like, no.
2: It's, JT, we were laughing. There's probably an inner TSA memo. We stopped the French bomb men again. The bombers. Oh, he's
3: definitely flagged.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job, team. We've stopped him in, in D.C. We stopped him in <laughs> Chicago. We stopped him in, in uh, Tri-Cities Airport. The Frenchman and his bomb are not making it through. That
1: only adds to the controversy, too. Like, he 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 operates from different airports every <laughs> week. Yeah. It's always Sunday morning. He's, he's testing, he's testing morning. the TSA. Yeah.
3: There's probably he's like, looking for a, a weak link.
2: The guy that pulls the bomb out of the bag probably gets, like, employee of the week every week. You yeah. did it. You stopped the bomb, and it's like actually shaped like a bomb. That's the best part. <laughs> like an Acme Bugs Bunny bomb. <laughs> so, kind of funny story. Uh, can you believe, though, like he did it again? Like, I, I mean, this bomb was Jeremy Martin's. It had to be Jeremy Martin's. That sneaky Frenchman, though. He's, he's on you it, man.
1: In his uh, interview, he actually said he's bummed. He wanted to win them all. And uh, Martin, he said Martin only got one on him.
2: Wasn't there somebody else though? I thought I thought there was two races. He lost.
1: Oh, Jason, maybe, Jason maybe. I but I know he said yeah. uh, it's kind of bummed that uh, Jeremy got one on him. He would have liked to have gotten them all.
2: <laughs> How about all the moto wins? <laughs> would he liked to have gotten them all? Maybe. You know, I guess we got to start small.
1: Uh, I guess I don't know what to say about that. Like I actually, he was hanging out after the race, which I feel like the first race this year I've actually seen him. Um oh, I would
2: I would have had him pegged on a Saturday night Minneapolis flight. Like the yeah, you know it's amazing right?
1: So um, I'm like, hey, is it just uh, you know fitness coming around? Because obviously the starts are good, the speed is good, and he he just said he said he feels way stronger and way healthier than he did in those pro circuit days where he had all those problems. Like a lot of those injuries mm-hmm. have gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it's just getting used to the bike. So mm-hmm. there you go, Mathis. Must be settings.
2: Yeah, eight and, rounds in, eight rounds in, and all practice time during the week. Just getting used and, to the bike. Uh,
1: these other guys are fast.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't think his comeback has been a failure, but yeah. I don't think it's been a success either. You know, when you when if you if like I wrote like if you had said, "Hey, here's his results on paper," uh, I would have said, "Oh, that's pretty good. That's okay." But then if you had said, "Okay, look behind those results. Look at the laps led in the hole shots." Now he only
3: has those results. JT, do you do you look at it that way and think, eh, "It's
2: not that uh, good." Either. I think
3: it's been a success. I don't think it's been. Just like a record-breaking success, but I, I think if you want to look at comebacks that didn't work, Langston in 2010 would be one that I think didn't work. Well, I think he, Purcell's doing fine. I mean, I mean he, he only had an eye; he only had one eye. So I, I understand I mean, that, but I think when you relate those two together, then it's it definitely hasn't been a failure by any means. No, I mean, look,
0: I'm not saying look, it's look a failure.
3: Look at all the you know the Oakley bombs he's winning; he's run up front. Look how many laps he's led. Okay, but but wait, I'm not saying it's a failure. First of all,
2: but. Look at all the laps he's led. Look at the Oakley Bombs and then look at the actual moto
3: results. You know? Okay. Well I so, mean if you're finishing on the podium, you know, quite a bit. I think that's successful. Yeah. You know? I I'm I mean, I'm sticking with that. <laughs> Alright, okay. I mean he's not gonna win the championship, so if there if the championship was the only successful way to go about it, then No, it's
2: not. It's I not
3: guess. six
2: okay. six podiums and uh sixteen motos. So Yeah, no. I I
3: think that's pretty successful, I do. Okay.
2: All right. uh, hey, um, here's something that could be a taboo subject to discuss. Why, Is Millville now the best track on the circuit? Is Millville now surpassed Redbud?
1: Um, I know where you're going with this. It did almost seem like momentum was building, but then uh, a couple of rider comments at the end of the day—they weren't complaints by by any means—but uh, a couple of riders mentioned that the. Dirt's gotten harder and more slippery, and especially the, well, the base of the dirt has gotten harder and more slippery than they remember it. Um, so a little bit of that. That's kind of the same comment that has taken other tracks down from the best track that, you know, now you hear it about our Shugel, and that happened to Unadilla. Um, and honestly, Southwick, too. That's a strange thing. I know the fans know Southwick is a sand track, and it looks like a sand track. But, JT, you can probably comment. The riders will say that it's not, not quite as sandy as it looks. And I'm hearing the same thing about Millville now.
3: Oh, yeah. Southwick's base is really hard. I mean, you can you can ride the berms and stay out of it, but if you ever try to cut anything back or ride the inside, it's rock hard. Well, I don't want to say rock hard, yeah, but it's definitely yeah. a clay base.
2: No, look. Redbud's gone the opposite way and brought in the wood chips and the mulch and more and more and more of that stuff. It's almost like almost fake dirt where it doesn't hold up. It kind of explodes really easy. Millville's where it's at, man. That hill, that new... I think, I think
3: Red Butt's better.
2: The new hill, that was a great... That's an awesome obstacle. I, some guys were pretty scared of it going down. Uh, Albertson told me that he, think, he thought someone would wad up big time, uh, which never happened, to my knowledge. But um, it's got it all. It, I watched the practice from the sand whoops. I walked over to the other side. Watched the race, the motos from the tower. It's got it all, man. Stamp it.
1: I agree. I think all around... It might be the best all-around track. It and, might be.
2: Hey, a great crowd this year too. Like, legitimately up from past years. I, th- I feel. Weej?
0: I know yeah, you're stuck on. Yeah, that was tr-
1: awesome. And uh, I know, obviously, you got the Martin hype and, and the Dungey hype and all that. But to me, uh, the crowd thing, by the way, goes to a greater point. And somehow we get to talking about this at the beginning of every podcast. The uh, Stewart situation. <laughs> it's Like this is why this is coming way out of left field now. But I know there's a lot of arguments about, well, you know, they got to let Stuart race because he sells tickets. So it'll be the same thing for Supercross. I've always had the argument that no one rider or even the situation in the races, the point standings, the battles, I don't ever believe that that has a dramatic effect on the crowd, Supercross, motocross, whatever. I think people are just into what they're into. I mean, Ryan Villapoto's not there right now. He's a defending champ. Has it felt any different at the races this year? Like, well, crowds are down. Champ's not here. Or no, points no. aren't close. Crowds but, are down. I don't think any of that stuff has an impact. It's just momentum builds. People are into it. It's a happening event. It's the thing to do. It's the place to be. I would That's say
2: I game. got into this argument actually this very weekend. My my stance was I would say that James Stewart sells tickets in Supercross. People want to come see him. I'm not saying it's a ton. I'm not saying it's it's you know if he as soon as he retires it drops. I'm not saying that, but. I, I would say he sells tickets, he sells gear, you know? I mean, he's one guy that could move the needle with uh, actual real fan support. Just my opinion, and it's of course, of course it's, you know, we don't really have a way to measure this, but yeah, that's in, that's what I think, anyways.
1: I think it's, uh, I think that's the knee-jerk reaction for sure, to think that, like, oh man, points are close, or this is a good battle, or these guys have a rivalry, or this guy's a big star and a name. But I think if you really look at the way these events work, there's just like a natural uh, ebb and flow, like... Redbud obviously went from, you know, just one of the nationals, and then all of a sudden, I don't know, maybe around the late 90s, or early 2000s, it really started to explode. And now it's just ridiculous how big the crowd is, and everybody identifies it as the best national and the best track and the biggest crowd. There's no correlation to any specific rider doing any specific thing making that happen. It was just they just kept making their event better and better and better, and over the course of 15 years it became the one to go to, you know. So, I feel like for the most part, any one rider that I'm sure the Martin boys doing good has something to do with the crowd being good here. But I mm-hmm. feel like in general, even before either of them were racing, Millville was on the upswing. It was becoming an awesome place that people wanted to go to.
2: It's best track. And that
1: on, makes the bigger difference.
2: Best track on the circuit.
1: Well, yeah. So I would say the bigger crowd is do more mm-hmm. to best track on the circuit than any particular thing with the riders. Uh, I think that's the way the sport really works.
3: That hill was cool. Good job by those Why guys. Why do you think it's the best track now? Why are you so sold on it?
2: It's just it, that hill, the addition of that hill uh, makes it pretty cool, makes it real visual, uh, exciting to watch. It's got the sand whoops, which are gnarly and awesome. Um, the two sets of them, you know, going each way. And hills and good dirt and good viewing of, for the most part. You can't see the sand whoops from, you know, one side. But, yeah, just, just everything, man. I, I guess maybe I was swept up in Martin Mania. But I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Best track of the circuit. Stamp it. Um, all right. Let's – Uh. anything more on that? Anything more on James Stewart? Or can we just, just move on? Well, look, no, let's talk about James Stewart. I, they should just maybe think about skipping Washougal. Seriously. This is getting bad, JT. This is not
3: good. Everyone or James Stewart? James Stewart. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I mean, this is, this is, I Being mean, dizzy I don't, I don't know what, yeah. you know, did, wrong or I haven't watched the second
2: motos. Did we get his crash on, on film? Weech
3: Not, not that no, I know.
1: I've heard people say that he didn't even crash.
3: I don't even think he, I think he pulled off after the hot lap, right?
1: No, they I think he, he did, but they had a red flag restart. So I think right. he did that first lap, but that's, I, that's what I meant.
3: Sorry, yeah. yeah. He didn't yeah. he didn't take off for the second start, but he didn't crash, I don't think.
1: Did he crash? I did not hear. I, that I heard know.
2: he crashed. Okay. I heard he crashed and hit his head. Uh but I heard that,
1: people say he didn't crash, but those were these people I can tell you are ardent non James Stewart fans, so <laughs> right, of course they right, say that. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh while he, while and while he while he pulled off after he didn't crash, he was kicking puppies. Yeah. Just <laughs> kicking puppies. And uh
1: it was quite it is I mean either way whether he crashed or not it's a little weird.
2: Yeah, this this and again we talked about it last week you'd have to be a fool to not think that this controversy isn't affecting him somewhat. Uh, but honestly maybe just take Washugal off and regroup and figure things out. I know you know you're a professional motocrosser you get paid a lot of money, you got fans that show up. But this is not good right now. It's incredible. The the the, the rapid descent from one one at High Point to now,
1: I'll throw one more at you. Mookie's results have tailed off in a similar fashion. It's gone like Mookie was actually being darn consistent at the beginning of the year. He's going like seven, seven, eight, eight, you know. And then look at his results ever since that. And now he's not even racing. He's got a crazy deal. Like apparently he really depleted himself, and yeah. it was at the point of kidney problems and everything. And supposedly he already wasn't going to be able to race Washugo. Like this is. Um, this is weird.
2: Yeah. Is there... Anybody on the location of Ben Townley's Black Cloud? Is it, is it well, somewhere? I'm just
1: going to... I think in this one, we'll just state some facts, and then, as usual in the Stewart situation, you guys can come up with any, every any conclusion you want. Some people will, you know, draw deep into conspiracy theories. Some people will think there's nothing to that. I don't think any of us really know for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Definitely, definitely, definitely things are totally different ever since this yeah CED problem.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh on paper it's it's yeah. Yeah very yeah. clear.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and no one's gonna know besides him and maybe a few people in his camp what yeah what the reasoning is for that for sure, but I'm sure plenty of fans you, have an opinion on it. Am I
2: am I let me ask you JT am I am I like insane for suggesting skipping Washugal? I mean do you
3: still think to... I do think you're insane, but not specifically because of the Washugal thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I mean, it really would depend on his physical well-being. You know, I, I think if he didn't pull off because of being dizzy or whatever, I'd say no, he needs to go race. But if there was something wrong with him, then maybe I, I'm I, saying, I don't think just okay. because things yeah. have been going poorly, he should not. I, I don't know. It's yeah, it's not good. But I mean, crashing on the start and stuff like that—that that, that's not a reason to skip races,
2: right? Um, let's let's move on. Stewart went uh, seven DNF. DNS. Uh, and also, too, that restart. Talk about the BTO Sports KTM guy. Shorty's gate breaks and doesn't fall correctly, and Gerke goes down on the first lap. Talk about a lifeline.
3: Uh, yeah, well, Forget I mean, the red flag. You know, if, if your gate malfunctions, oh, we well, no. oh, oh, should restart.
2: I was in the tower with a Kyle Bentley from RCH, and he was saying, my gate screwed up at Colorado. We didn't get a red flag. Oh, yeah. We didn't get a red flag. He was very adamant about that. Oh, and also, okay, too, well, also
3: uh, I, I'm sure I'm sure MX Sports owes oh, him an apology then.
2: <laughs> should, should he look forward to the mail?
3: Yes. Um, also, too, um,
2: some of the teams were very uh, keeping an eye on things because on that first start, Trey Kennard's whole shot, this is just what I've been told, Trey Canard's whole shot device didn't unhook and he stopped on the first lap, and a Honda guy in the sand whoops helped him unhook it. And so they were like, wait a minute, that's outside assistance. Like, there would have been some big problems if that red flag hadn't flown. Again, I didn't see it. I can't confirm it. But two two people were saying that that's what their their report was from the sand whoops. So that could have been a mess, too.
3: Yeah, I'm certainly would have been. I think you're you're right. If that lap would have counted, it would have been.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So... Maybe Kennard got a bit of a gift along with Gurkey, and then, of course, Shorty's
3: Gate exploding. So uh, well, every time they put that fly gear on, it's a gift. Okay, nice,
2: nice, yeah, yeah, fly racing zone, Trick and Um, hey, so we we talked about Tomac winning on a pulp show, or maybe this thing, or the pre race, or the Moto 60 show, or God knows what other show, but um, we talked about him winning, and we all thought, you know, yeah, he could do it, he, he, he's the guy, Ouij. Uh, he was damn impressive this weekend. Wow. Yeah, I
1: definitely thought he would win one before the year was up. I didn't quite think it'd be. When, when Roxon got around Dungey. I think a lot of us, three of us, had definitely talked about how, yeah. you know, Roxon's going to be motivated to want to beat Dungey at Millville and really put a nail in the coffin there. Once he got around him and then Dungy made a mistake and Roxon had a pretty good lead, I'm like, well, yeah. that's it. Like, I did think Tomek could win a race at some point, but I didn't think it'd be done by, I mean, Roxon looked, awesome in practice. He looked on it, he looked motivated, he looked mm-hmm. fired up, pumped up, ready to pass Dungy, took the lead. All signs pointed to him winning the moto and Tomac was just, nope. Yeah. Nope. I will catch you, I will stalk you, I will just, you could tell Tomac was just waiting. Like it was like three or four laps of just, yep, I'll just keep up with you and I'll figure out where I want to pass you and then I'll just do it and you're, there's nothing uh, you can do about
2: it. And he and grabbed the lead on the end of the first lap in the second moto and it was see you later. Although credit to
1: later He's led like half the laps this year and Tomac just played with him in that first moto
2: yeah no i was impressive jeez yeah so i mean jt you said that unadilla you think tomac's going be great at unadilla maybe maybe another win
3: uh well yeah we have a race in between them but yeah uh, i think yeah i think tomac for sure wins another race yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like
2: is. like you know you pointed out that he's really fast there so
3: yeah i think uh i think unadilla very strong chance uh, I think uh, Utah too. He was really, really good at Utah last year. Wow. Well, so nothing... I, honestly, the way I didn't expect him to win this weekend out of all three of those guys, he would have been the the third favorite to win yes. that race. I felt like so. Yeah. At this point, why would he? You know, why would I bet against him at any of them?
2: I picked Stu for the win uh, last week in Fantasy Moto. I picked Stu for a fourth this week. I'm done with Stu picking Stu at all. Of course, now he'll go one-one at Hugo, but.
3: So clear skies the rest
2: of the season. I just I don't yeah, uh, I don't know if it's gonna rain yellow anymore. Um, uh the Roxon in practice was really fast. Wow, he was impressive. And you like, only go tenth faster. Yeah, but you could just oh man, it just looks so good. Like I don't I was standing by the sand whoops in the first and and the second four fifty practice. I moved after that and uh he had that section just nailed, just dialed. I I, I was surprised that Dunge was, I don't want to say that far off because he was catching Eli a bit in that second moto until Eli realized what was going on and picked it up a little bit. But man, this, you know, this was two guys were faster than Ryan Dungey at Millville, Weege. You could, you could make a case for that.
1: Uh, I Not don't think I would go that far. I mean, second moto, <laughs> Dungey was way ahead of Roxanne. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he had the better day overall between the two of them. I think what um, – Roxon looked awesome, and there were a few things. That section command out of the whoops. He was doubling, like, the corner after the whoops. And I guess that just didn't materialize in the races. Like, it must have just been blown out or that was gone. So maybe some of the advantages he had in practice that gave him that one-tenth uh, were gone by then. I mean, it was a good day for Roxon, but I definitely don't feel that uh, he was better than Dungey.
2: There's no reason to, uh, to panic right now if you're Kenny Roxon, but – that's two weeks in a row that he's looked a little winded at the end of the second moto. We we
3: need there to keep an eye on this. Definitely cause for concern in we, the second moto. We, I don't know what he was doing. Yep. he says he bogged
1: down, but he just looked. He looked tired. Yep. Yeah, it's and,
2: it's something to keep looking eye looking on. I mean, just
1: think Trey almost got him. Was it Trey or Tomac? I don't remember who. Tomac Tomac Trey, got him. Trey oh, got, got him at
2: Butts Creek. At Butts I mean, Creek. At Butts Creek. It yeah. was uh,
1: Tomac oh, almost yeah, got him. Tomac, yeah. yeah, very similar. Like was. Not really even a oh, yes. picture. Yeah, uh, yeah. And ran him down.
3: He didn't pass him. But at least, at least at Buds Creek, he had some fight left. He picked it back up.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This
3: weekend, he had no fight left.
2: Yeah. If you're um, if you're a Roxon fan, yeah, you need to be a little. You know, just just keep an eye on this because, like we said last week, we ran the stats, and there's no doubt his second halves have been weaker than his first halves. Of course, he didn't have the well, Baker I before. I think uh,
3: I think there's cause for concern, especially you know I know you had a conversation with Matt and, you know his attitude was there's nothing. You know he was certainly past the second season and second half of the season woes, and that's really not what's happening. So, I think he had he had himself convinced, but the past few weekends have that has to raise some doubt. You
2: mm-hmm.
3: know, I would think even for himself.
2: I would think if he was being honest and hooked up to a, a lie detector, that first moto, when he passed Dunge. He just thought – he had to been shocked that Eli Tomac caught him. I guarantee you he was like, I'm gone. See ya. That was – so that had to be a little bit on his
3: psyche too, you know? Yeah, and I don't – I mean, that, for sure I agree with what you're saying there, but I don't think that's a big reason for concern because it's all big picture at this point. The second moto, though, where he just couldn't even hang on, really. I mean, he dropped – those guys dropped him yeah. severely. That's a concern. I mean, if you're not even able to stay within reason of those guys. Yeah. And, I mean, his, his lap time's dropped off considerably. That's, that's a big concern. Because we, that wasn't even, it wasn't even a necessarily blazingly hot day. I, you know, I'm sure it was humid. I actually, you know, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But just looking at the temperatures, it wasn't a brutal, you know, no, day but, that we might see later in the season.
2: No, Bud's was, Bud's was way hotter, for sure. Right. Um, if you're Ryan Dungey, are you sort of rubbing your hands together RV style? Looking at this, going, there may be an opening?
1: Yeah, I think so, because, man, after Red bud it would have been really hard to find any silver lining whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you at least feel like you've got a chance. I mean, it's still going to be tough as far as the math goes because, okay, we've seen that even Kenny doing that badly, he still ends up fourth. I don't know what circumstances it would take. He'd have to really <laughs> crash or have yeah. a huge problem to be any worse than that. Yep. And then, unfortunately, Dunn still isn't getting to the point where he's just going 1-1 when uh, – when Roxton has a bad day, you know, he's not maximizing his gain, So I don't know if he's exactly, like, super pumped, but it's a whole lot better. Yeah. And uh, my old buddy Amig used to always say, you take momentum over points. You know, any time a guy just tries to back into it and is just taking thirds and fourths and everything's fine down the stretch mm-hmm. and someone else is winning, it almost never works out for the dude who's trying to back into it.
2: Of course, all of this could – It's always about the flow. All about the flow. And, you know, when guys' shifters fall off and carburetors, that helps too.
1: Well, I think that's almost what he's saying. It's like when things are going your way, things are going your way. Mm-hmm. And you magically end up getting the points that you need. When you're just kind of doing okay but not great. just I mean, Porcel had the title in 2010. He had it. He didn't have to beat Kennard. He just had it. And mm-hmm. then what happened? He just crashed over a routine double and broke his arm. Like, stupid stuff just seems to happen and then the guy who's just going for it and has nothing to lose, mm-hmm. it's so often. I mean, I, don't, I can't think of a championship where a guy was just winning like crazy at the end of the year, but he just came up short in, short in points. The other dude, you know, they did the 1-1-2-2 thing every week in the mm-hmm. second half of the year. It just never seems to work that way.
3: Oh, I know, uh, I know Chad Reed is a big believer in when it's just your year, that it's just your year. You know, I think that happened for him in '09 with RV and Alessi, and, you know, just he couldn't do anything wrong. And then there's years where, you know, it just seems to work out for the, for the guy. When it's time, his turn to win, it's going to happen that way. Things are going to happen in his favor, and you can't really well, do anything about it.
2: Well, Kenny's, though, but Kenny's got a bit of an issue, too, where there's no doubt now with Tomac's last couple of races. I mean, he can legitimately, of course, this can work the other way, too. Don't get me wrong. Tomac is now in this race. Kennard, I think on his day, can be in the race. Stewart, I don't even know. There's now no doubt that Tomac, if Dunge wins, Tomac can get in there and beat Kenny and steal some more points. Of course it can work the other way. Tomac can get in between Roxanne and Dunge, but I think Trey can get in there too. Yeah, no, I think he can. I think he can for sure on his day, do. you know. Yeah. yeah. Um so we went from a two man race, well, three man with Josh Grant in the first moto of Glen Helen. We went from a a two-man race to uh, we may have a four, four, four-man race now. And then of yeah, course, you basically
3: went from like a, a three-point possible swing, you know, to yeah. a seven. And you know, That's what you're looking at possibly.
2: And then I, I'm i still a fan, James Stewart. Maybe, maybe he can do something. <laughs> maybe just I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. But maybe, Stu, I still, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's like the ultimate wild card, really, literally, wild card. Your stew confidence is shaken. Oh, I've never been more shook than the last few (laughs) races. I don't know what's going on here. Still, uh, I was, I was, uh, I put an Instagram video of Kenny doubling out of the whoops. I think we, you talked about it earlier. Uh, the only other guy to do it, the seven, you know, I didn't get it on film, but the seven. So, okay. Uh, well, JT, um, let's just address this now. Um, a few you told us are you' talking about you told us this on a podcast uh a few weeks ago, so when do we push the Dean Wilson supercross panic button for Chad Reed
3: if he doesn't do well in the next three races, which are his favorite races of the year if he if he's still in that same eight to twelve then yeah it's it's game over i, I well, i don't want to say game over that's harsh, but <laughs> we're not going to see a huge improvement i don't think just you tell me. The big red button is here. I pushed it for Dean. Let me know when I need to push it. If he doesn't, if he doesn't show huge improvements by Millville, press it. You can just sit on it. So
2: that was you, JT. A few. Uh, that was me a few weeks ago um, on this very podcast. Um, yep. What uh, can I?
3: I mean, I'm just gonna have to own it. Yeah. I... <laughs> okay. It's been pushed. It's been pushed.
2: Like Chernobyl. Okay, JT. Uh, there it is. It it's been <laughs> It's been pushed. It's been
3: pushed, right? You're you're fine with that? Yeah, I mean, I you know, there are there are definitely things going on, but at this point, it's just it is what it is, and you're gonna have to just you know, I'm gonna have to own it, and yes, sit do on whatever it. you got to do. <laughs> right. I, don't, I in the spirit of what the the conversation was, yes, I don't think we're gonna see massive improvements by the end of the season. No, I don't.
2: I don't know what's going on, but. I mean, this yeah, is... Yeah,
3: there, there are things going on, but it doesn't matter, and well, it's not going no, to
2: Yeah, so. no, it, it, everyone's got something going on, I believe you, you yeah. know what I mean, all that, but it's not
3: good right now, there's no doubt. No, I, yeah, of course it's not, no. So... Sure. I mean, 14-14 is not what Chad Reed is capable of or expects from himself or his fans have come to expect, <laughs> so... <laughs> this is... Is it as bad
2: as last summer?
3: Maybe not. No, his results have been better than last summer, but it's certainly not yeah. what, you know, his reputation kind of leads you to expect from.
1: Weej, what, what do you think? this way. Can I ask it this way? Last year, it no. was, I'm, I'm, I'm Last year, there was an issue. He, he said there was an issue, some sort of illness. Didn't really reveal too much, but he doesn't have to. But there was an issue, an identifiable, fixable issue. And also, we know he didn't really like the bike or the air forks or what it may be. So there were massive changes. Had to get healthy, switch bikes much happier, is there stuff that can be pointed to that can be changed now to get back to where he was at the beginning of this year in Supercross for next year?
3: Yes, he needs, he needs months of training and practice to get back to where he was. Okay, yes. but it is
1: doable. Because last year it was like, hey, he knows he has an illness and he needs to cure that, and I guess switch bikes, and that could potentially change things. There are identifiable ways to improve the situation.
3: Yeah, I mean Yeah, I think well I think A, he's nowhere near as good of an outdoor rider as he is a super crush rider. That's that's first and foremost. So then you couple that with coming into a series wildly unprepared, which he was. Yep. Uh he barely rode. So I think there, you know, you take all of these factors and yes, he's not doing as well as he would like to. And I think the past few weeks he's had some some things going on and you know, I think He's certainly capable of being in that six, seven, eight. You know, I think we'll we may even see that some you know, at some point the rest of the season, but uh I don't think we're gonna see him get up and race with the guys in the front this year. No I don't. Supercross again, I think if he has a, a fully healthy off season and goes about it the same way he did last year, sure I think he'll be the same guy he was in Supercross this year.
2: It's just as soon as we hang up, are you gonna start telling people to F off on Twitter?
3: No, I, whatever. I mean I'm you know, it's my friend, so I don't like when people take cheap shots at him, but nah. you know, it's whatever. People take cheap shots at me all the time and I'm your friend. Yeah, and I defend you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. I um, do. Hey, um yeah, well so Pirelli should definitely I don't know if they had a win ad ready for the switch. But didn't happen. So
3: I don't think they were I I mean I don't think they had that uh No, I'm I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, the, everyone kind of knows where he's at right now, you yeah. know, and, and I knew coming into the outdoors he was nowhere near ready to do, you know, what he needed to do, but it was, you know, he unfortunately he's the only rider and he has a lot of responsibility with his team and sponsors, so you just got to, you know, soldier on, even if it sucks and even if you don't want to be out there and, you know, things are going on, you just got to suck it up and get out there.
2: Good old consistent Josh Grant, Weege. five 5'5". He's uh he's four points back of Metcalf for fifth in the standings, uh and he is uh, eight points back of Stu now for fourth.
1: Grant has now actually outconsistencing Metcalf <laughs> somehow. Did you ever think those words would be said? Uh, yeah, I didn't... I didn't even know that was a word. What will ever be said? Yeah, well I guess that's part of the problem. Um, <laughs> he, I, he has been solid. Like I don't know what. It's like all these years of all these people saying, "Just do this," and all of a sudden he is just doing it. Like I want to give full credit where it's due. He has just been solid. Pretty much every moto, he's getting sixth, sometimes fifth. Probably the worst he ever gets is like an eighth.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's where's this it come from?
3: Is the question though? The big question is though: is he more valuable this way or that way?
1: No, I think he's. Well, I don't know that, that you. Crazy. I don't know that you can answer that. No, exactly. It it really goes to show like what people say they want. I heard it from a great philosopher named John Ayers. I know you guys believe in what he said. Here we go. People will tell you what they think they want, but that's because they don't always know what they really want. And this would be a perfect example of people might say, man, Grant would be better if he could just, you know, just back it down a little bit and just be consistent, man. Just be solid. You don't have to win or crash. But in the end, winning or crashing is better.
3: You've always been I think on What John Ayers thinks people want is to stay off the track and not steal the banners.
2: Oh, and buy t shirts.
3: <laughs> buy t shirts.
1: <laughs> but it's true in this case. Like, Grant, what did he get at uh, Glenn Helen? Like a one and uh, something in the teens, right?
0: Yes. Or a 115, I think.
1: At the, let's go last year at um, uh, Lake Elsinore where he led for a while, got on the podium, and didn't even compete in a second moto.
3: 3DNS. Yeah, 3DNS.
1: You. If you put the lie detector on most teams, they would prefer DNF over five five all day long. Yes, but are the three. There,
2: there are also no men. There are also yeah, no three me-
1: DNF versus five five. Uh, five five is pretty good.
3: There's no. I men- think
1: definitely better than seven seven or eight eight.
2: There's no Menza members either running these teams. So, just, uh, just yeah, but at re-
1: the end of the day, you know how it works. Like people leave saying, "Dude, remember Grant? He was on it for a while. He let laps. He's on TV. Everybody's talking about him." There's always the potential of oh, and if he just gets it, this figured out or that figured out, he could get that third every week. Yeah, by five, five, you're just kind of there. It's
3: getting a little, on the podium is it's it's impossible to underestimate the importance of getting on the podium. Yep, but it takes a lot to get third in a moto. It, you know, leading three or four laps, I don't think necessarily does it because even Nicolo's done that, and I don't think that that's very valuable but getting a third actually at the end of the motocross crossing mean, the checkered flag in third is, is a
1: different story. Yeah, so he's been solid and consistent, but he's not getting on the podium. So sadly, this should be awesome, but I don't know if it actually gets uh, perceived that way.
3: I think, it, I think it makes teams happy that he's finishing, and I think there's a sense of satisfaction there,
1: mm-hmm. but I don't
3: know that it was there, if that makes sense. When it comes time to negotiate, I don't think that the team's being satisfied and happy Translates and in them into feeling an urgency to sign someone.
1: Right. It doesn't get you paid, sadly. Right. Right. Yep.
2: Chance ability. Grant goes back to JGR to be Barsha's teammate. Weej.
1: Mm, I haven't heard. I haven't heard his name in many of the talks. Okay. Yeah.
2: Maybe Will Hahn still. Weston Pike's been talked about. What about Metcalf? I haven't heard anything about Metcalf. I haven't heard anything about Weimer?
1: No, I haven't heard anything about either of those guys no,
2: at all. No. Um, but back to Millville. Pike had a good day, just fell down. I love Weston's. If you guys want some real in-depth reports on Weston's race, follow him on Twitter. He goes really, oh, yes. really into depth about what went yep. on, what his feelings are, that sort of thing. So.
1: <laughs> what did he so say? Crazy crash, see you next week.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sucks to crash. See you next week.
1: I didn't see uh, on TV. We only see... We only see what you see on TV doing it. We we don't have any windows, as you folks know, from missing starting gates. Um, so we were watching Tomac, dungie and then Roxanne and Kennard most of the way. So uh, Pike had a really good ride there that first motor. He was fifth. What was happening? Like he Was he on his way to fifth again and then he crashed, or was he in a battle? How, what happened? Mac- he was in fifth.
2: Yeah, he went down.
1: Yeah, he, he was crashed. in fifth, was in fifth, fifth place. So, like, did he yeah. have a good gap, or was it just early? Or would um, he probably gotten fifth again?
2: No, I think he, uh, he would have gotten fifth. Yeah, I think he would have got fifth. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he would have gotten fifth. He had a he had a nice nice gap, and obviously we know he's in shape; he can hold it well. So um,
3: he had better a lot of times than the guys behind him. So I don't see right. why he wouldn't have gotten
2: fifth. Yeah, I kept. We were again. I was in the tower with with Albrecht and uh, Kyle Bentley from from RCH, and so I'm like, Grant's coming. Grant's coming. And uh, and Jay Bone was giving him shit, and Kyle was talking back. And so, like, yeah. But looking at the lap times, yeah, didn't look like you know, it didn't look like Pike was was fading at all. So um, that's
1: kind of a bummer. There, that would have been a good day for him.
2: Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Shorty nine seven. Uh, what do you think, JT?
3: He's all right. I don't, you know, I think he's capable of better than that. He's had some fifth overalls this year, but mm-hmm. um, not not terrible. I mean, he's he was doing uh, what he does.
2: He was happy after the race. I talked to him.
3: Happy. Doing what he does. Um,
2: Christian Craig. Man. He's going to Washugo also, which I don't know if was originally in the plan or not. But um, it was so funny to watch him out there. Uh, he was following Pike in the second moto. Pike is just urgh, attacking and angry and aggressive. Honestly, Craig looked like he was trail riding behind him. Just He's got such great style, and he barely looks like he's moving on the bike or anything, you know? Man, he was pretty he's definitely
3: good. Definitely talented. Ah,
2: you could see it, man. He, just the difference between the two guys was, was s- striking, man.
3: Well, um, I will, I'll be honest. I was watching uh, from Pennsylvania. I was watching on the on my phone, actually. And uh, I had him on my fantasy team, which is going to relate to this story. And I saw him, and he looked like he was going so slow that I was frustrated because I'm like, oh, he's tired or he's quitting. Yeah. But then on his lap time, he was great. Mm-hmm. So. It goes right along with what you're saying that he's going really fast and he doesn't look like he's trying. It's just one of those uh, deceiving type things. The, uh, but.
2: the roller section before you hit the last hill before the finish, and then yeah. that whole finish line section, the Holy schmidt and the, the finish, the tabletop and whatever that thing is. The guy just looked like he was cruising, just rap, rap, right. rap. And then there's Pike in front of him, just bam, bam, sideways, and you know, it was, it was really. I was pointing it out to somebody. I'm like, look at these two guys. Craig looks like he's cruising.
3: Yeah, so, if you look at, if you just watched him, you'd think his times are terrible. But then you yeah. look at the watch, and you're like, "Wow, it's impressive."
2: He might get the RC hard charger award.
3: You know, for all those I mean, who, oh, yeah. who,
2: who can, who can forget all those times at RC, charged from the back. You know, got a poor, st- got, got a Trey poor mark. start, got a poor start, fell down, charged up from the back, always.
1: And got
3: like a, you know, like an eighth. Out yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's should 40 to eight, 40 to 6. I mean, he did, he did start last a
1: few times and almost win the moto. <laughs>
2: um,
1: the RCR Charger Award should go to the guy that wins the moto because that's what he did most of the time. Yeah,
2: it's like having a Steve Mathis Iron Man Award. A Steve Mathis Triathlon Award. <laughs> you know? Congratulations. Here you go. Uh, hey, Frederick Noren, 11-10. Definitely. Mod, mods? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he finished. Uh, <laughs> 11-10 for Frederick Noren. Good job by him. Mitchell Oldenburg moved to the 450s. I didn't even know that until I saw him practice. Has, he, has this been happening a lot, or is this first weekend? First weekend. Okay, all right, good. So
1: did you I pre- consulted with Chase Stallo? It is the first weekend.
2: All right, fantastic. So pretty yeah. good pretty good finish for him. He should probably stay up there. The bigger dude, right?
1: Our man Aaron Hansel was working the Racerex Twitter um, this weekend, and he had it typed up. One of our, you know, one of our favorite jokes to throw in there. He's like another classic Chad Reed Mitchell Oldenburg battle is broken out, and he's like, you know what? Out of respect to Chad, we're not going to put this out there. But right. that's that's we've we've reached that point again where it's like
3: he beat. Were Chad he followed it up with telling Chad to
1: step up. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I think we've been there, good. done that. Right. I'm going to watch it.
3: Um,
2: yeah, it's kind of it's tough. I mean, I can. Do you want me to hit the panic button again?
1: <sighs> I think we're good. Okay, I can do it. I will hit my own panic button if you hit the panic button. <laughs>
2: Um, Sipes had a rough weekend Tommy Hahn back What?
1: Tommy Hahn back
2: Sipes Sipes' bike is now Under the Rockstar Suzuki tent Or KTM tent Sorry Right? Yeah Yeah,
1: Slowly but surely (laughs) He did have his own graphics (laughs) His own gear But slowly but surely Right
2: Well I mean he's going to have to leave When Millsaps comes back Right?
1: Yeah Sure Anytime Any weekend (laughs) Mm-hmm.
2: Can't wait to see that. I Davey did well at the mountain bike race. Good. <laughs> can't wait to see Davey at the number 18 KTM out on the track. Uh, Weimer came back, uh, but he did not come back. He was still too sore. So 18th in the first moto, which uh, sucks for me because I picked him in the Fantasy League to get 10th. So thanks, Jake, for screwing me over. So I wonder if we'll see him at Washougal. I bet you we don't. I bet you he takes another week off, and then we have another week off after that, so. Um, Albertson, rough weekend. He thinks he may have just uh, overdid it at Bud's Creek and oh, reheated heated himself up, but he just said he had no energy, both motos. So it wasn't a good day for a top Jimmy at all. Brayton, 10th, although he was, he led some laps. He, oh, no, he almost led a lap. Almost led a lap. Grabbed, he, did he get the official hole shot?
1: No, he passed Homack. That's right. Oh, okay.
2: Him. All right.
1: Passed him. I was, I was running that
2: yeah, as yeah. far as I could. Celebrating.
1: Yep. Roxon couldn't do it. Dungey couldn't do it. Yeah, Brayton home.
2: yeah, and and that's right. Because Tomac told me after the race that he he said Justin was scary. He was side to side. Said he was just going for it. So that is Brayton's hometown race.
3: Yeah. And that, that no, well, that's his, That's Brayton's mo. Out control, oh,
2: yeah, hanging
3: <laughs>
1: hanging on the edge
3: always, <laughs>
2: always. It's uh. a lifestyle, really.
1: <laughs> Brayton said uh, he had um, he just felt terrible all day. He said he had no energy.
2: Maybe like Top Jimmy from Bud's Creek.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You know? Um, yeah, he said it was really weird. Like, as soon as he started riding in practice, he was like, uh-oh. <laughs>
3: was he hanging out with GL the night before?
2: <laughs> no, GL was studying in his hotel room. He was studying the, uh, you know, the, the point standings, the, the riders. and
3: He's going to be a brewmaster?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, he was studying Andrew Short starts. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, Christopher exactly. Cells GPA. Right, right. Um, GPA. Wait, was I didn't know, was the word GPA used?
3: Oh yeah. Well, that's that's the correct term for GPA? the uh, for Christoph uh ignition. What well, it's what they were talking about.
1: Oh, oh, it's like the acronym. What does it get something? It's yeah. Up a G and G
3: Yeah, I don't know what it stands for, but it's GPA is the the traction control. Mechanism. Oh, okay. The
2: model or whatever it is. Yeah. I see. Um, the T train. Tucker Hibbert was there. He was back. Ronnie Stewart, five hundred dollars richer from Pulp MX, seventeen thirty-eight. Candyman. Candyman. Candyman.
3: That'll buy a lot of skittles.
2: Uh, Paul Coates. He's. In, I didn't even know this till this weekend, but he's from England. Did you guys know that? Yes. I didn't know. Yeah, that. It says Cairo, Georgia. I knew that probably wasn't where he was from. You know, he's probably not a native of Cairo, but I did not know. So, blimey, Englishman. Uh, oh, by the way, hurlings. Broken femur, I found out this morning. Not going to race and Unadilla. shoulder, possibly. Dude, that's the sound of me canceling my Unadilla trip.
3: On an 80.
1: Ah,
2: oh, I know, right? <laughs> Riding at Stephen Everett's uh, charity at race. At your
1: boss's right. track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it for the kids. Doing it for charity. Well, at least
3: he was doing hey, that. Hey, my star rider, what I want you to do is come to my house for this off-weekend race and ride an 80 as fast as possible. <laughs>
2: Yes, I agree. <laughs> Some raised eyebrows at Stefan Everest right now. <laughs> you put him on an 80? <laughs> the
1: bike is so slow and tiny. How could he get hurt? Right.
2: Nothing right, to worry about. Right. To bike. You put him on an 80. Is that what the, uh, the phone Hello? The phone broke up. I think you just said you put him on an 80, and he broke his femur.
3: <laughs> I think he heard that Longo was looking at the 85cc age limit rule, and they were having a tryout.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luongo was going to put in a new class, 85 expert. You have to be a pass world champion to race it,
1: and and, under and you have to
2: be, and you have to be a Dutchman, and you have to be under 23. So and you
1: can use that to add to your career GP, GP win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it all counts. Yeah, Dave Thorpe's not I to blown past you and wins. You're nothing.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's
1: a real bummer, man. Um, they were asking. Uh, Rob Bidas was asking Moosecan some questions about him in the uh, press conference. It was, it start. It was starting to heat up the anticipation of this, but uh, now it's over. I
2: don't know if you guys happen to see, but Kenny Roxon tweeted something about somebody being so arrogant and a douche last week. <laughs> I'm 100% sure that was towards Jeffrey Hurling's tweet or Instagram. Uh, I cannot confirm for sure, but, uh, yeah. Oh, look, a new panic button tweet right now. Uh, what do you know? Oh, um, all right, hey, let's take a commercial break here on the BTO Sports Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. We're gonna to get to the 250 class after this. Uh thanks for listening, everybody. Check out this race tech commercial that's coming up to save yourself money on some suspension work because I guarantee you probably need it. And uh, we'll be right back. BTOsports.com racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose race tech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Fries, Chris Blose, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Racetech Suspension, and they've been a long, around a long time, and their their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike and use Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Racetech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers... Riders and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thie, the owner of Racetech, one of the smartest guys out there. And uh, the creators of the Do-It-Yourself Gold Valve Kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we're back on the btosports.com. Racer X podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas on the line. Let's move to 250s. Um, Bigger surprise. Jeremy Martin didn't win, didn't go 1-1, Weege, or Cooper Webb beat him. Cooper Webb was the guy who beat him.
1: Honestly, uh, the biggest surprise of the weekend for me was Baggett just totally basically blowing the championship. How about that?
2: No, you you couldn't. You had to pick one or the other. For oh, me. it has to be one of the other.
1: So it's not biggest surprise of the weekend. Just biggest just, surprise yeah, of yeah. The two things.
2: Yeah, because Webb passed Martin in that second moto. So, I mean, he was on the it. The
1: biggest surprise is him not going one-one, and he only can not go one-one by someone else winning, which means but him it, not winning automatically becomes but, the biggest surprise. But it wasn't no Baggett who, was who
2: it. it wasn't Baggett who beat him. It was Cooper Webb.
1: Cooper Webb's good though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If. Um, if um, if Jimmy Dakotas came out and got the job done,
2: mm-hmm.
1: then I would maybe say that was a bigger surprise. I didn't expect Jimmy to get the
2: moto win. <laughs> Speaking of Dakotas, and I like Jimmy D. He's a good guy. He was back. He was back. Where I watched. Been? I watched him cross the finish line in the first moto, throw up everywhere, huh. and then kept riding. And then, uh, to no one's surprise, he he pulled off in the second moto. Just just saying. Um, hey, I took a screenshot of this uh, in the second moto. Cooper Webb did a two ten flat. Okay, the next highest guy was at two twelve seven, so two point seven seconds, and then there was a guy that was two point nine seconds, and and uh, Martin was three point six. This is one particular lap. He was seven point two seconds faster than Purcell on this particular lap. I don't know if he cut the track. I I, I have no idea, but wow, wow, Webb was on fire in that second moto.
1: Yeah, he did not have a good start at all. Like, you didn't even see him anywhere. I don't mm-hmm. even know was he was even top ten.
2: Oh, I think so. I think he was top ten.
1: Because what, I... Maybe eighth or ninth?
2: Yeah, near the back. Because, yeah, the first time I'd seen him, he was behind... Uh, was it Savachi, Somebody like... Or Cole Seely? Somebody around there. So.
1: Well, what happened was, Muskan and Martin said they couldn't get around Savachi and they were just stuck back there losing time. And then all of a sudden, Webb passed all three of them. Yeah. And then they still couldn't get by Savachi. Yeah. I mean, yeah. credit to Webb.
2: Oh, yeah. And Baggett, well, we thought we talked about his starts biting him, and they did. They bit him in the first moto, way back, charged up to fourth in a great ride. And guess what? Near the end of the race, he was the fastest guy on the track. Second moto, he was leading. It looked like Blake was good. I mean, I I don't know if I would have said that he was going to beat Martin, but Martin wasn't moving forward as much as as fast as I thought he was. He should have been. So perhaps Blake would have won, but then he crashed, and then his bike blew up. And JT, that is probably the it for Blake Baggett. He's 50-some points down now.
3: Well, he needs a miracle at this point now. I mean, he needs DNF. That's that's really the only way he can get back into this thing. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate because you never want to see a title decided by a mechanical failure. But this is motocross racing, and those things happen, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Now, Weed, you talked to Mitch Payton after?
1: Yeah, I went over to the truck, and uh, a bag was in there, too, and Mitch. Um, They own it. That's the cool thing about that team. And then I said, he even showed me the part that broke. I'm like, so what happened? And Mitch just goes, look. And he holds it up. So uh, I said, can someone explain something to me in this truck? Um, You and Roger DeCoster, probably the most storied guys as far as running teams, winning. Why are you guys willing to tell us the truth about riders, bikes, and things like that? And you're still in business? still have jobs, mm-hmm. still respected, how come you're able to tell the truth and it doesn't result in, like, the world just collapsing and, and, and history changing and everything's
2: Yeah, know, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, maybe because I asked this question to somebody, too, one time, and they said because those two guys don't give a flying F because, you know, they are who they are. Whereas like if no you, one's going
1: to fire DaCosta yeah. if he says something bad about a KTM. Right, no one's firing DaCosta,
2: <laughs> no one's freaking out. You know what I mean? Right. So, same with Mitch Payton. So there is that theory. I'm with you, though. We, just, yeah, you know, I reported Travis Baker was uh, going to sign with Troy Lee Designs, and I thought the current MCR manager was going to fistfight me over it. Over tra- the current over...
1: at the time, make sure everybody knows. Yeah, who oh me. yeah,
2: yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other one wants to fistfight me too. The one now. But yeah. The, the old one. Uh, I'm like, really, over Travis Baker talking to Troy Lee Designs, really? Really, yeah. you're that upset? Yep. Huh. So.
1: Blake Baggett essentially lost the title because his bike broke and Mitch holds up the broken yeah. part and says here's what happened um,
2: um but, but Martin took care of business one one two um after the race he I said, hey you know webb was in front of you you knew you had the overall you know like were you I gave him an, I gave him the opening that every you know every rider wants to wants to get I gave him the opening like were you just sort of you know cruising and he's full credit he said nope nope I was trying webb Cooper' was riding really good So, golf claps for Jeremy for saying that.
1: Yeah, you could tell watching both of them, like, you know Webb definitely didn't want to get beat by him. Mm -hmm. And then you could see at one point, you're like, oh, no, Martin's definitely trying. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there were two or three laps there, maybe around 20, 25 minutes when they were in the lappers, and Martin got a little bit closer. Yep, He was pouring it on. Um, Yeah, good job by Webb. I mean, obviously, we don't want to take anything away. Martin won the race. Martin's got a giant points lead now. He's the man.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 this is this thing's over unless he rides an
1: 85.
2: Unless he rides an 85 at Bobby Reagan's ranch after what
1: Bag of hopes. Why don't you get both those guys out there? Get Webb in. Martin on YZ85s. <laughs>
2: I'll
1: pay some purse money if that's what it takes.
2: Right, right. Uh, Moose rode great. Man, he was good in that first moto. Charging up. Moving forward. Uh, best race of the year for him by far. Very angry about being left off the French Nations team, by the way. Not happy. Again. <laughs> Again, yeah.
1: Again, yeah. yeah. He said this year they didn't even call him. I yeah. Mean, last year they did talk to him at one point.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: uh, he said he was tired, second moto. That first moto charge mm-hmm. took a lot out of him. What a
2: race with Wilson. Yeah. They were going at it. There was a, I was thinking a Frenchman and a Scott walk into a bar. And there was an American winning, Frenchman second, Scott third, Frenchman fourth. Um, Yeah, it was pretty, pretty funny see that or maybe not or maybe maybe it was a canadian
3: almost like a world championship
2: yeah yeah really right uh but uh jt wilson was better wilson was
3: good five five yeah no i think Dean's coming around it's you know i don't think anybody had any doubt that dean was not you know ready to go win races when he came back but he's improving Mm -hmm. uh and and that's kind of what we expected he's not on the pace of Martin and those guys, they, you know, are pulling away on a consistent basis, but I, you know, improvement is what you want to see. And, um, you know, his deals are signed next year. So there's no real urgency, but it's nice to see that he's getting back into the fight a little bit. Like
2: Stu, I'm blinded a bit by Wilson's talent and speed and past history. Um, do you think that... See, I'm so shocked by this,
3: because in Supercross, you were completely the opposite.
2: No, I, I just... He was falling apart, and I, I, and I was admitting it. And, but you know. were...
3: You, but now you're blinded by his talent. But in Supercross, you were... You, could, you had 20-20 vision.
2: I just... He was throwing it away. I was calling it like I saw it. Right,
3: that's what I'm saying. Now you can't see it at all, or I, I'm, I'm just... It's such a complete turn of events.
2: Because JT... He won a past national championship outdoors. He had four yep. years in Supercross and could never get the job done. There's, okay. He's clearly a better outdoor rider than indoors, for whatever reason.
3: And I don't know that. I don't know that that's true. No, it is true. Stamp it. Uh, I don't know. He's won a bunch of Supercross races.
2: Uh, yes, he has. He's won more outdoor rounds. I bet races. he's. I bet
3: he's won more Supercross than outdoor. No, I don't I think bet he has. He's won. Uh, he's won. You think he's won ten, ten outdoor races? I don't think so. Um,
2: I don't know. Sorry about my dog barking in the background. Weej, um, Weej, yeah. Settle this for us.
1: Settle what, this. Wilson thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. I. I'm going to go with JTN on this one. I think. Yes, he has the championship, but I think overall. It's just weirdo circumstance. Like a straight-up better rider outdoors than indoors? Yeah. I mean, he rode well enough and is a good enough rider to have won Supercross championships. Didn't put it together.
3: mm mm-hmm. I mean, uh, other than the 2011 season, how can you make that argument?
2: Because he won the outdoors. He was so good. <laughs> I, I understand that's, that. That's, but one But
3: one outdoor championship where that's, he definitely that's okay. didn't win as many Supercross races you, as he has. You don't
2: fluke into an outdoor title.
3: I understand that. You don't fluke into winning Supercross races.
2: He uh, he also won um, uh, more more um, more nationals other than the ones that he won in his outdoor season. You know he's he's won he didn't just have one great year outdoors. He's been consistently a guy.
1: But he's been consistently a guy in supercross. He just didn't win the title.
2: But it, with half the competition, he's been consistently he a he guy. Was setting
1: the fastest lap time
3: in practice against James Stewart Ryan? Paul. In his first weekend, like first couple weekends, he was the fastest guy. He was winning heat races. Yeah, I stand by what I said.
2: Well, you can stand by being wrong. Yeah, yeah, but still. Uh, hey, Anderson in that first moto, no front brake lever. Guy comes from like, and he took a long time to get going. Um, eleventh place, JT with no front brake.
3: Was he was just, fast, dude. Right. Third place in yeah, second. Moto. I mean, he was fast above the Creek. I don't. It wasn't a new thing, but he's yeah. impressive, man. He's uh, he's riding really well.
2: Yeah, no, it's good. Good job by him. Um, I was I was impressed. Alex Martin ran up front, second moto, twelve seven. So obviously, home track uh, knowledge a little bit helped Alex, but still a good good placing by him. Eighth place. And they brought him
1: into the press conference after the race. Yeah, so why did worry? Why did they, they did do that? Have the Alex Martin interview handled?
2: Why did they do that?
1: Well, I mean, the press conference is really there mostly for the local media because good luck hunting these dudes. I don't know. At Supercross, I guess they just don't even care. (laughs) Like, you know, if you and I need to get an interview, we could probably walk into these trucks and find the person. But do you really think the guy from, like, the Millville Star Register?
2: Washougal Free Press?
1: Washougal Free Press, exactly. Exactly. That guy, well, that guy seems to be able to get into the race pretty good. (laughs) Um, But, see, you know, if you're the local reporter, the two guys you probably want to hear from are Alex and Jeremy Martin, so they bring them to the press conference so they can get closer to mm. um, But I'm saying our long string of making sure we always get the Alex Martin story. Yeah. Definitely oh. handled this weekend.
2: I went over to talk to him, and then he was in his underwear again, as usual. Um, likes to be in his underwear a lot around that truck. Okay. And uh, then he said, hey, I'll talk to you in a second, and then I walked away. So I was like, you know what? I I mean, I just came to get Ben LeMay's goggles. So, But still, good ride by Alex. Uh, top fly rider, JT, in that class.
3: Yeah, the uh, you know we don't have a huge presence in the lights class, mm-hmm. so it was good to see. At least he was, you know, he was winning the race at one point, so that was good.
2: Yeah, uh, Seeley rode well, uh, fell in the second moto. Otherwise, it would have probably been a little higher up. Uh, Nelson rebounded a little bit. Weej, he was your pick after watching practice times. So well,
1: um, he was my pick. I wouldn't say after watching practice times this <laughs> <since> week. <laughs> Did that podcast before practice began.
2: Yes. JT, did but you I did help-
1: think he was due for a good race, man, but uh, it's just not happening.
2: JT, you were not around, so I had to get the pre-race done. The uh, Fox Airspace Goggle pre-race podcast, and uh, we couldn't do it after practice, so we just did it as if we had watched practice.
3: I, I picked up on that, and oh, I you- was re- repulsed.
2: Um, how's Bogle? Is anybody here after the race? I didn't check and find out.
1: Yeah, he knocked the wind down himself. Otherwise, I guess it's okay.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. He had a good day going until then. Um, Erky Cairo, I've been in contact with Erky. There will be an interview with Erky soon. Wow. So, did you... He's on his way back to Estonia. Yeah, he's going back to Estonia. Um, did you guys... Have you guys seen his van? Okay, so I met a guy. A guy stopped me and said, you guys have been talking about Erky Cairo. He's got a heavy accent. Almost like from Estonia. And, uh, he... He's in, in America. And he's helping Erky... And his van is a white van. He lives in Chicago. He's, he's got a white van with the words sassinator. Sassonator. I don't know what it is. Airbrushed onto the sides. Have you guys ever seen this van? No. He pointed out to me. He's like, that's the van, the sassinator van. It's S-A-S-S-O-N-A-T-O-R, I believe. Giant airbrushed Sassinator on the side of it. It will make you sassy. <laughs> I don't know, but that's Urky Caro. That is Urky Caro's van. So wow. it just all fits.
1: Of course, I'm, I'm uh, uh, speaking to these privateers in the, in the plain white vans, I'm very disappointed, very disappointed in a couple of privateers. On Friday, I was leaving the track, and uh, some whack chick was just cruising, looking for riders. And uh, she comes up to me, and she's like, hey, your name's Jason, right? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I only started riding last year. I'm on a Yamaha, I don't think it's cutting it, so I switched to a Kawasaki, and I'm like, what is she talking about? (laughs) So I kind of move away, I walk a little further, and then some privateer guy's like, sorry, man, that girl was all over me. I just just said, go talk to him, his name's Jason, and I just figured that would help her go away. (laughs) I'm like, really? (laughs) And then another guy, another guy comes driving up in his van, and he's like, I know, man, I had to move from that area of the pits to over here, because she wouldn't leave me alone. What are you talking she looked, about? She looked okay. Like, she looked okay. Like, in this situation, it would be fine. So it was me and, and Aaron Hansel, and I think overall we were just like, but I don't understand. What is the problem here? So like, <laughs> I don't know if she, like, she was flashing people, and she, like, climbed the fence to get in, and she's, like, all over the riders. Like, what's her deal?
2: <laughs> Obviously, there wasn't a guy named Jason Fernand around
3: as a private You think kid. Denny Stevenson would have <laughs> handled this the same the same way? <laughs>
1: We were thinking of some guys that, because she was back, of course, on Saturday, and we were thinking of some guys that we were going to need to call and be like, can you just come over here and take care of this? <laughs> I'm glad to see that. Just put this one down. You know,
2: I haven't been a privateer in the privateer pits. for. I don't stay back there very long. It's tough to get out alive sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I certainly was a privateer mechanic for many years back there, and glad to see that stuff still going on. brings a little tear to my eye.
3: Well, do you Western imagine Bank her Bank? running into the Great Western Bank team? <laughs> 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 or
2: Tina Stiffy. For example.
1: <laughs> she just had been put down. I think that's she how the, the city came about. <laughs> the next year there just would have been like a cross and like a, a stone, <laughs> like a memorial site.
2: A helmet. A helmet. <laughs> yeah, she came to yeah. the
1: races and she's never seen again. <laughs> she's eaten alive.
2: Oh man. <laughs> um
1: She came up, she was back on Saturday and uh, Aaron was um, talking to Greg Hatton, who is Stewart's PR guy. And, of course, of course, of course, you know where this is going. She comes up to Greg and says, are you James Stewart? Uh, oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> nice,
2: Greg's about uh, uh, six inches taller, maybe eight inches taller. Uh, man, um, let's look at the results. That sucks for Baggett. This thing was getting exciting.
1: Was um, good. Okay, Baggett had the lead. Dude, I I thought, okay, he's going to win this. I I did, too. I know it's Martin's home track, and obviously then we saw that Webb was really on it in that moto. But, I mean, would anybody – catching and passing Baggett late in the moto, is that even possible?
2: I don't think it's possible, no, no. No,
1: once he had the lead, I'm like, okay, he's got this. It's done. Yeah. When he was down – you know, he crashed before the bike broke. That was his own fault crashing. But I was really surprised. I was like, man, that's just not something you see happen with him. No. If he can nope. get the lead, it's over.
2: Nope. Yeah, it's it's uh definitely it hasn't happened too much. No doubt about no. it.
1: But uh, hey man, you live that's you live on the edge when you put yourself in such a hole. I'm always the one saying you can make up the points, but you just don't have any room for error.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He made up
1: the points once this year. I don't think he's it gonna was, do it again.
2: It was like Stu in twelve on the J D R bike. Like you're just you keep giving yourself the setbacks. You can't keep making these up, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. I saw I, I saw a classic mechanic pit board this weekend. It was uh, I don't know who it was given to. I probably wouldn't out the guy anyways. Uh a hundred percent heart H A R T. I'm like K- Carrie? He's
3: trying to get an R C H deal. Was it Pike? It had to be Pike.
2: No, no, it was Timothy class. I'm like come on guys <laughs> The word heart. It's not Carrie Hart. Hundred percent heart. I don't I don't know, man could have been Owen. Corey Hart. Uh, Corey Hart. Yeah, he was good. Corey Hart was good. Don't, don't make jokes about that.
3: Um, also, too. so bright. He's got to wear shades.
2: Also, too, uh, after practice, I went over and talked to Ben LeMay. He said, the track is so, so dry, man. So dry out there. Then I went and talked to Jimmy and He's like, man, the track is so wet. It's so sloppy and wet right now. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I made these comments. I'm going to write about, I'm just, I'm like, oh, my God, these guys.
3: Oh, hey! Speak, You've become very cynical, Mathis.
2: I just, come on, man. You know, like, come <laughs> on, guys. Seriously, help me, help me. Uh, <laughs> hey, one thing was I wanted to mention too. Uh, I was standing in the sand whoops for practice, and that section that we're jumping out of them, where Roxanne and um, doubled. Trey came over there, and he came by, and he went to the outside, and dude, he was going. Probably third gear, wide open, and railed that berm, that right-hand berm. It was really impressive. I was like, "Holy shit balls!" Next lap, he comes around. He does it again. He jumps. He jumps right into it. He buries himself into it. He pops off the bike. Okay, now he's up in the air. He lands to the left. He's now riding up the hill, dragging himself behind the bike on the side of the bike, like what you saw dudes in like county fairs do for tricks. He pulls himself up, pops up, everyone's cheering, he fist pumps and just grabs another gear. It was so funny.
3: Yeah, they showed this on, they had it on one of the clips on the website.
2: Oh, they did? Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That was great. It was so so fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I guess he just buried it so deep that it just must have just, what, launched him <laughs> off the peg?
2: Sounds like Langston's Friday night. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I guess, yeah, no, it comes in, it pops you up, and then yeah, you just come right out of the, the bike stuck, and your body's still moving.
3: There are yeah, you have like all the back. momentum forward, momentum going, the bike stops, but you don't.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> there are things like that when you see the level these guys are on. When Baggett crashed the first time, mm-hmm. I mean his bike was just mangled, and he's riding up that new uphill with one hand, like
0: uh,
1: I think he's kicking the side of the bike with his leg and bending the clutch lever up with his arm. Yeah. And two other riders, he was in 12th, so whoever's 13th and 14th, I think it was Anthony Rodriguez and one other guy, are doing everything they can, but they are not gaining on him at all. (laughs) He's looking down (laughs) at the bike, pounding on it, kicking it, and they're just not gaining.
2: I saw Roxham pull a tear-off on the last drop-off coming down the hill. It's like, oh, my God, (laughs) these guys.
1: There are things that these guys do at this level that you're like, they put it in perspective.
2: And that double out of the sand that Stu and Roxham were doing. I mean, there was no lip there, you know? It's like, like there's no reason to do that. There's no reason to try that. It's probably not going to happen in the race. It's going to be too whooped out. Um, but it's just what these guys, make these guys who they are. You know, it's like MC going for that double at Mailville in 96. Same thing. Like, you're not going to do that, Jeremy. But he's, he's just like, I feel so fast and confident. Watch me, you know? Yep. Um, Kyle Cunningham may have a broken thumb. We'll see. Crash in the first turn and pulled down the second moto. What else? Oh, uh, Jesse Nelson, Weege, not happy with us or me or us at Racer X.
1: I got a sense of that back in High Point. I don't know what the deal is.
2: Well, I don't know either, but I was hanging out in the Troy Lee Lounge with, with my buddy Cole Seeley, getting a jersey from him, and Jesse was like, hey, hey, Mathis, I want to show you something. He showed me a video from San Diego Supercross when him and Jason Anderson got into it. And he's like... You wrote that we were all jacking with that I took Anderson out, and here's the video from like their home their truck driver, you know, wow, A- and it really it made it look like Anderson kind of took himself out um and I'm like, I don't even remember what we were talked about or what we said, and I'm like, oh, oh okay, from San Diego, he just wanted to point that out
1: I remember that. I remember yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I actually remember asking Nelson about it at the end of the race to make sure I got his side of the story and he's like, Man, I wish we could show you the video. We're not allowed to post these things public. He's like, I wish I could show you the video yeah. so bad. But I don't I don't okay. remember
2: I don't remember what we said. I don't remember if we were like, ah, oh, screw Jesse Nails. I don't remember. But
1: Well, at the time, it was the week after Mookie had run into Anderson in the main event. Yeah. So there was all this talk about the Troy Lee team is gunning for Anderson mm-hmm. which I don't buy it in that stuff for one second. Like it just that doesn't Besides maybe the Alessis and Team Hurricane and Winners Take All, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the fourth round of the year, and Tyler Keith's like, everybody be going out there to start dive-bombing Anderson. But that is what the Rockstar team said. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I probably did write somewhere, this is what they said, this is what they said.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was. I don't remember us saying anything, but.
1: But you did get to see the footage?
2: Yes, yes.
1: yes. Oh, it's awesome. It's like one mile an hour. Right. Right. A takeout, it took, like, 50 feet. They were, like, taking each other <laughs> out over rolling jumps.
2: Yeah. But um, I just found it funny. I mean, Jesse's a good kid, for sure. I, I, I don't know him that well, but he seems like a good guy. But he's been waiting. He's been waiting to show me this video. I was wondering
1: what Since the San diego was. a high point, I went to interview him after it, and then he was, like, like, insinuating that we really never talked to him. But uh-huh. in defense, he's missed a lot of races. Like, he didn't even race. well Maybe he, all outdoors last year. Maybe he the can year str- before that was his first year.
2: Maybe he can strip down to his underwear and hang out in his truck, because that guy gets talked to all the time. So, <laughs> I don't know. Alex Martin is covered.
1: we uh, got Alex Martin figured out, and I can't believe we didn't interview Fidley Phil, even though he wasn't there.
2: Alex Martin's on the Pulp Show tonight. You want to talk about Of course that? he is. <laughs> of course he is. With his brother Jeremy. So, once again.
1: So you've had Dungy and Jeremy Martin on back-to-back weeks.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the new Steve Mathis. It's, it's it's no, it's the Matthews guy that they don't like. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> they don't know. They don't understand. Uh, okay, anything else? Anything else to talk about? Um. Oh. Uh, what did I want to talk? Hold on. I had what was it? I can't remember what I wanted to t- talk about. Um, no, I think that's it. I don't know. I had something else on my mind, but.
1: There's always next week or a show tonight
2: or whatever other stuff you do. Right. Oh, Justin Hill. Justin Hill uh, pulled out of both motos. Looks like he's got another problem with his wrist or whatever. Same kind of muddy creek issue that's been dealing with. So I wouldn't be surprised to not see him at um, Washougal next week. Yeah. So probably not see him. Um, Yeah. But it. Okay. Ending strong here. PTO. Silence from JT here. Yeah btosports.com racer x podcast presented by fox racing that is the millville wrap-up everybody uh, we thank you for listening jason wygant jason thomas thanks very much and uh yeah we'll see you guys at Washougal. See
3: ya. this has been the btosports.com podcast show presented by fox racing